I'm Dale Denwald. And I'm Nuria Martinez-Keel. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. Stick around at the end of this week's podcast for an important programming announcement. When you think of a labor union, you might imagine steelworkers or teachers. But over the past year, members of the retail service industry have organized local elections to form unions in unexpected places. Now, workers at the Apple Store in Penn Square Mall could be the second Apple Store in the country to form a labor union. My co-host Dale wrote about the latest push to unionize workers at the Penn Square Mall Apple Store. So Dale, What's so significant about a group of Apple Store employees wanting to form a union? Well, when you when you think about a union, you usually think about people like steelworkers or teachers or jobs that require uh, a lot of training and uh, typically a lifetime of commitment. With a retail store, like an Apple Store, um, you, you typically find younger uh, employees, um, employees who are a little bit more transient and not necessarily learning a trade uh, and that's what really you know is, is striking about the the difference between this unionization push and what uh, the public might generally think of as a union you wrote about some of the reasons why this group wanted to organize so what do they hope to achieve in all of this I spoke to uh, an employee and, and heard some stories uh, from others some of the issues that they brought up is you know uh, bilingual pay, uh, fairness on attendance policies, better retirement benefits, uh, essentially what you would expect from a group that is uh, trying to form a union and having complaints about the, the conditions of their, of their work and uh, the benefits that they receive uh, from working at that location. You talked with one of the employees who said the workers felt like Apple has passed them over for higher paying jobs. So tell me what she had to say. Right. I, I spoke to um, to a woman named Sherry Sharp. She is essentially a salesperson and she trains other salespeople uh, there at the Apple Store. She's on the committee that's organizing the union effort and uh, she supports forming a union because you know they feel uh, her and her fellow employees feel like they've been turned down for promotions despite being qualified. Specifically, she told me that the company brought people in from you know, outside the current workforce at that location. The people who are working there trained these new employees, uh, and those employees eventually took over, you know, higher paying, better jobs. And there was a, you know, there's concern and, and frustration that there isn't sort of a, a path upward for the people who already work there. Let's talk about the trend of small retail stores or restaurants of some kind voting to unionize. How successful have they been across the country and in the Oklahoma City metro area? The ultimate success across the country is yet to be seen, but it is interesting that we're starting to see uh, small shops organize into a labor union. You've got uh, the, the first Apple store in the country unionized this year in Towson, Maryland. In Oklahoma City, uh, they vote Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, they would be the second if their vote uh, is approved. Uh, and this is a vote among the current uh, employees. There was an Apple store in Atlanta that uh, tried to do the same thing, but they later withdrew its campaign. We just read about uh, a Michigan Chipotle restaurant. Uh, kind of kind of like fast food, trying to, uh, to unionize. And in August, they they succeeded. They did. Here locally, we, we have had a total of three Starbucks in the Oklahoma City area that have succeeded with unionization efforts. And I think this really did 
kick off with Starbucks. If you look back, you know, months ago to earlier this year, and maybe even late last year, the trend was started by a Starbucks franchise, the employees there organizing for a right to be a part of a union. Dale, that's a good thing to point out that the Apple Store workers here in OKC are, are going to be taking their votes on Thursday and Friday, so by the time this podcast comes out, the votes for this unionization will be cast, um, and so the results are yet to be seen. Do we know, though, what's led to this push? I mean, why do these workers want union representation? Why? What do they get out of it? They get, they get representation to management. And they get an opportunity to have a voice when management makes decisions about uh, when they work, how much they get paid, the benefits uh, that are owed to them, and really just about any other kind of working condition. Um, uh, they, they hope that the union will allow them to get together as employees and bargain with the employer for better wages and better benefits and a better work life, really. One employee who has spoken publicly about this Apple Store, the unionization effort. He described um, how he came around to wanting to, to organize a union. He just had a kid, a couple of months old. He tried to work out a parental leave schedule with his manager, and his manager worked with him. You know, they did, did all the right things, worked with the manager, got something sorted out. But when he looked at his paycheck, he wasn't paid for the days that he was supposed to receive that that leave. And he was frustrated because of the, the very fact that he went through management like you're supposed to do. And he got nowhere with corporate HR, who told him that, you know, they didn't have money from uh, a proper account to pay him for what he thought he was owed. You know, he, he's been one of the most outspoken supporters of this union. You look at his Twitter profile and he's always posting something every day. But you go back before the uh, the union tried to started to form and there wasn't much about it. And he, he did say that people might be surprised by the way he's talking because now he is full-throated in support of a union. One thing that I found interesting about this particular employee is, I think he, he said, outside of this particular issue, it's it's been a great company to work for. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is entirely combative and, and that he hates where he right. works, um, but it sounds like, you know, there is that level of voice that a, a union could grant them that they don't feel like they have right now. Yeah, and I think you'll find this uh, among just about everyone you talk to. You know, they, they like working there, they like the jobs that they've had, but they feel they've been treated unfairly. When employees feel like they've been treated unfairly, sometimes this happens, um, where uh, they'll try to organize uh, a union. So just out of curiosity, Dale, say the, the vote passes and the majority of workers agree to unionize, what happens after that? Well, it remains to be seen. Um, this group is being organized uh, with the Communication Workers of America. It's a pretty large union, um, and they, they do more than obviously just Apple Store employees, right? The, the union's been around, that union has been around a long time. A lot of their union membership is, uh, you know, like technical employees of like AT&T. What happens next, though, it, it really depends, I think, upon, you know, the management at Apple and the leadership of the union. If they should form one, they'll have to come together and decide, you know, how they want to advance, you know. I don't think you necessarily have to have a contract between employees and management, but, you know, as a collective bargaining unit, you have that power. Awesome. Well, Dale, thank you so much for talking about how this national trend has hit home here in, in Oklahoma City. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us this week. 
You can read all these stories and more in The Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. To our dedicated listeners, this will be the final episode of The Source Podcast. For the past few years, we've brought you weekly conversations with The Oklahoman's reporters and editors about the important stories they've shared with the world. It has been an absolute pleasure to work on this project, and I sincerely thank everyone who has appeared on this podcast and everyone who tuned in for listening. We encourage you to stay connected with each of us on social media and say hello when you see us out in the community. The support from Oklahoman readers and subscribers is monumental to the success of a free and fair press in this state and around the world. And we say thank you. If you aren't subscribed to The Oklahoman, we hope you'll take a moment to consider financially supporting local news. We also have bittersweet news about one of the most integral people to this podcast. Our producer, Addison Cleaver, is taking an important step for her career and moving on to another media outlet. We're very proud of her and all the work she's put into the source. And with her departure, we felt this was the right time for the podcast to come to a close. You haven't heard her voice on this podcast, but Addison has been right here with us usually in the room, like she is now, each week as we record. Her judgment, hard work, and production expertise has guided us through making a good podcast, and we're grateful for it. We hope you are too.